innovative, often duplicated. When enough people get on the trend, I elevate it. Make it way harder for them to follow what I take. It hard to swallow like a lozenger lodged in your trachea. Goodness gracious, bruh, I can never make this up. So just take your stuff, rake it up, and take the bus. Never fake the funk, you painted skunks. You played enough, I'm lifting bars to outer space, so the weight is up. Fight. WHUPLP Hillsboro, North Carolina, the center of the known world, and the hottest poke stop in the uh, in the two seven seven zero whatever zip code. This is the Cage Side Concussion Cast. I am Jeff Shaw, and we are your source for jujitsu, Muay Thai, MMA, and the other martial arts in North Carolina and beyond. We are live in the studio with two special guests today. We have Evan Arredondo from Gracie Raleigh, who I'll introduce in a minute for our featured interview, and we also have Chance Monster Truck Hayes, who is currently resting her glorious muzzle on one of the WHUP microphones. Don't tell Bob Burtman, the studio manager. How are you doing today, Trevor? I'm great. Can you hear me? I forgot how to be so close to the microphone. I can't remember. Yeah, Trevor. It's been like eight months I've been in the studio. It's true. And welcome back. And welcome back. Oh, so thanks. we have Trevor's uh, three-month-old pit bull mix, who is a beautiful brindle color. We will post pictures of her to our Facebook uh, so you can see her in all her glory. Uh, we're going to introduce Chance and Evan in a minute, uh, but first, I have to give you the particulars about how to get at us if you want to talk to the show. You can email us at cagesidewhup at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at cagesidewhoop. Our Facebook page is Cageside Radio. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher to download the show. Please check that out, subscribe, and if you like us, leave us a review. So we're going to leap right into the news segment. We don't have a ton, uh, but I do want to preview some some excellent upcoming events as well as some excellent upcoming shows. And Trevor, feel free to jump in with this. So I'm very excited about um, some of the upcoming shows that we have. Uh, we've booked uh, three out of the last four, three out of the next four weeks. Next week's show is going to feature Daniel Branch, local MMA fighter who's been on the show. Daniel, the executive branch, fresh new nickname for fresh new, fresh new nickname, fresh new nickname for fresh new times. Daniel, and this is very exciting. You no, know since changing his nickname, he comes to practice like way earlier than expected. Like he's waking up earlier in the morning. Like, nickname will change he takes your life. Two tunnel before bed to prevent heart attacks, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Does he show up in a suit or like a tuxedo rash guard? No, not yet. Ooh, <laughs> but although that's a good uh, Christmas is coming. Uh, so D- Daniel is a uh, you know a pro MMA fighter who has, and this is one of the reasons we're going to have him on, other than him just being an interesting interview, is his, probably his biggest fight yet is going to be September 23rd at Ring of Combat in Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. Yeah, he's fighting uh, some guy's name we can't pronounce. He's out of uh, the Sarah Longo fight team. Uh, so trains with uh, Matt Wyman and all these guys, and we're just like, okay, cool. So, yeah, I don't, like Daniel doesn't care. I don't care. Like we've seen the guy fight, and we're just like, let's right, we'll go punch him in the face, and then he'll do some jujitsu, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, we can get into uh, Trevor's technical advice uh, later with Evan. Like, uh, okay, let's go punch him in the face. Actually, okay, let's go punch him in the face sounds like a T-shirt. That so kind maybe... of sounds like exactly what I tell you to do. <laughs> Usually, it's like, hey, just go punch him in the face. You see the face, you punch the face. Yeah. This is a simple game. Yeah. So August 7th, be sure to tune in next week for Daniel Branch. I also want to mention that there will probably be at least one bonus podcast coming up that you can't hear live on WHUP 104.7, but you will be able to hear on our SoundCloud page, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, we're going to have a couple of bonus podcasts that I personally am really excited about. Um, if you like jujitsu and if you like history, uh, I think you'll be intrigued. And so watch the Facebook page for details or just check us out on all the feeds that you can subscribe on. The week after Daniel Branch is on, we're going to have somebody I'm really excited to interview who is uh, Valerie Worthington. 
uh, August 14th, is going to be live in studio. Val is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that's a super technical, former world cha- IBJJF world champion, as well as just an outstanding instructor and someone who writes a column for Breaking Muscle about all manner of athletic achievement. Val has a new book out called Training Wheels, How a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Road Trip Jumpstarted My Search for a Fulfilling Life. And she's going to be in the area to do an open mat, discussion, and book signing August 13th. Uh, that'll be at Pendergrass Academy August 13th uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, Val is outstanding. If you've never trained with her, very intelligent, cerebral approach to jiu-jitsu, really smooth, really technical, and it has a lot of life insights that I think that you'll be, be really interested to check out. So go train with Val August 3rd, uh, 10 to 1 at Pendergrass Academy, and then tune in the following day, August 14th, to hear her live in studio. We'll be talking about her book, about her competition career, about her training journey, and about all manner of interesting stuff. So stoked for that. August 28th, we're going to have Bryce Mahoney in studio. A lot of people listening to this know Bryce Mahoney. Yeah, Bryce is a great guy, military veteran, eco-warrior, television star, heartthrob, acai bowl salesman, and hashtag recreational purple belt. Maker of strong babies. Maker of strong babies. You know, recently won the Evolutionary War yet again. Congratulations on the birth of Jackson Bryce's third. I, I feel like I'm way behind. I do, too. Like, I was gone from Facebook, and I feel like I was... I was gone for Facebook for a while, and I realized, oh, man, Bryce had his baby. I yeah. Forgot, like. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that uh, Trevor being gone from Facebook correlates with reproduction. You're never allowed to, <laughs> you're never allowed to yeah, leave Facebook again, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the world's overpopulated enough. So those are the upcoming shows. If you have guests, that, and I have a couple, one or two, like I said, there are going to be one or two bonus podcasts, so be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your, your, podcaster of cho- your podcatcher of choices, because you can always catch a, the show later on whoopfm.org, but um, you'll miss these bonus podcasts if you don't subscribe to us on, uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, without giving anything away, I think that you'll be pretty stoked to hear who a couple of the guests are. Um, one last thing in the news segment before we move on to our featured interview. Um, so... What, what we affectionately call old man worlds, also old lady worlds, uh, the Masters Seniors Worlds IBJJF Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Tournament. It's for everybody over 30. It takes place in Las Vegas at the end of August. And we have a lot of local folks competing, competing some of whom I know. Competing. J- competing. It's People a word. Trevor, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, you knew that they'd have to catch up. You knew, you knew that the concussions would start to get to me at some point, and some would argue they already have. Uh, but yeah, we have, but the Culbreths are, are going to go out and compete. I know that yeah. Tim Hufford from Chapel Hill is going to go out right and compete. Um, I, I believe that John Shell is also going to go compete. I, I'm registered, and so I think I'm going to be out there as well, depending You're on what happens. Are you in your schools? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got good lawyers. <laughs> okay, <what> <laughs> good lawyers. But so the upshot is, before we get into our featured interview, I just want to, if you or someone at your school is going to go and compete at the uh, at the Master Seniors Worlds, please drop us a line either at cagesidewhoop at gmail.com, hit me up on Facebook, let me know. If you're a local who is competing at one of these big international tournaments, like we did for the world, we would like to follow you, we would like to interview you, just to keep folks uh, apprised of what's going on with locals in the community competing at these big international tournaments. And speaking of locals doing well at big international tournaments, on the other side of this quick 15-second break, we're going to talk to Evan Arredondo, who recently earned the title of IKF World Champion by winning two kickboxing matches down in Orlando, Florida. This is only one of the interesting things that we'll talk with Evan about on the other side of this bumper. Cowboy Karate. Cowboy Cowboy Karate. karate. (laughs) It's the Cage Side Concussion Cast on WHUPFM.org. 
So Evan Arredondo is a blue belt at Gracie Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina. Also trains kickboxing with Trevor Hayes or Cowboy Karate, as you heard in that bumper, at Forge Fitness in Cary, North Carolina. Gets around and competes a lot, has competed in jiu-jitsu super fights, has competed in Muay Thai matches, and, as I mentioned, uh, won two fights in Orlando, Florida recently to become the IKF uh, Amateur World Champion in his weight class. So, uh, Evan, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> and cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you, and congratulations on, on the big wins down at Orlando. I figured we could jump in right there. And so, Trevor, uh, you were in Evan's Corner for some of these fights. Yeah, both the fights, yeah. Actually, uh, how many? It's been like, what, 4-0 together now? Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Wait, so. Between kickboxing, in, MMA, yeah. yeah. 4-0 yeah. now. Ah, pretty good year. Yeah, it's, it has, been a, it has year, been a good yeah. year. It's oh, been man, a fun it's been year, a actually, year. too. Yeah, yeah. I believe it, and so w- would you say a lot of time into that? <laughs> would you say that? <laughs> would you say that these wins are your biggest wins so far in your martial arts career? Uh, most definitely, yeah. I uh, I just started competing about a year ago, and uh, something like the IKF is definitely like a big boost. You know, it uh, it's something that shows that like okay, the goals that I have in the future are definitely attainable mm-hmm. yeah and we'll talk we, we'll definitely talk to you about those goals evan is a young guy he turns 21 in september yes right? yes correct and, and so young <laughs> i know right i'm like i'm more than two of Evan. team baby face <laughs> <laughs> you are a baby you can't say team baby face you are a baby <laughs> yeah right you have a baby face for a reason <laughs> but like but yeah so so actually let, so before we start about before we talk about today like evan e- even at this young age you're a well-rounded martial artist you've trained in a lot of different disciplines and i'm wondering if like so i want to tell a story of how i first met evan which we talked about over over at the cup of joe which is uh, i was working a Raleigh at the time, and I was in line at this uh, this salad place called Happy and Hale. Delicious, oh, organic, yeah. awesome salads. And I'm looking down, maybe playing with my phone, maybe trying to catch Pokemon, although it wasn't out at that time. And in your so head, you still were. <laughs> yeah, and, and and so suddenly I hear uh, wrestling or jujitsu, and I look up and I'm like. Both? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember asking you. I was like, "Do you jujitsu? Do you do jujitsu, or do you wrestle?" Yeah, and yeah. I was, like, I was totally surprised, right? Because I was in that work mode of like, oh, I'm so out of my, you know, out of this martial arts mode. But then I look up and I saw Evan's ears, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like a good thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So, so Evan, you told you told me before the show how you got started in wrestling, and maybe you could tell the listeners that story about how you got started on this martial arts journey. Okay, cool. So. I uh, originally I'm from New Jersey, right? Uh, around like 2005, 2006, I was like 10, 11 years old, and uh, I moved down to North Carolina to Fuquay, Verena, and uh, the neighborhood I moved into was called Whitehurst, and this like neighborhood was like a very like tight knit community. Uh, there were a bunch of like you know bro- uh, families, a uh, whole lot of uh, of course families. It's a neighborhood, duh. duh. God, but, however, there was a lot of brothers and sisters that went to the same schools and um, that, were, that were in, like, the same grades and stuff like that, if not a year apart. And uh, I remember this one time where I got into a fight with one of the uh, Fuquay wrestlers. And after, you know, after we fought, he was like, hey, man, you should wrestle. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, like. Go screw yourself. Like, <laughs> you just kicked my butt. <laughs> I'm not really, like, trying to be friends with you if that's what you're, you know, trying to do right now. And uh, I remember uh, my buddy uh, Jake Jordan, who was also on the wrestling team, uh, showed me a couple stuff here and there. And he was like, we, like, you know, sat down and we were talking. He was like, hey, man, I really think you should wrestle. Like, it's really fun, and I think you'd be good at it. And I'm like, okay. So, like, 
I was in eighth grade at the time. So the next year, I tried out for the Fuquay uh, wrestling team, and I stuck with it, man. And uh, the cool thing is, is uh, I had a buddy, Drew, Drew O'Rourke. He was, uh, we were, all, he was also like, you know, we're also like, me and him, we're buddies, best friends, and we're always getting to scraps with like the other kids in neighborhoods. And uh, some were planned, some weren't. And uh, if it wasn't for him being by my side uh, in this uh, wrestling thing. I probably would have uh, stepped away from it because of him. I had, you know, a, a buddy, uh, somebody that I could relate to in this wrestling room, uh, full of like strangers that I never met or I don't know. And uh, it was really cool to have him. It gave me like a sense of uh, security in the wrestling room. And then ever since then, man, and haven't, uh, haven't looked back. Yeah. Just kept going. That makes perfect sense to me, especially the, like every bit of it, but especially the part about having a buddy that sort of either holds you accountable or makes you want to keep coming. One of the, that's why I think it's so important to find a good gym. Yes. Where you have an instructor that makes you feel comfortable and training partners that you're excited to show up and work with. And so I'm wondering how you first got started working with Trevor. Oh, man. That was at the Gracie Raleigh basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh it was off. Yeah, that. So there's like a building where Raleigh Krav Maga was, and underneath where Raleigh Krav Maga was was Gracie Raleigh. That was Hargett Street in downtown yeah. Raleigh. I yeah. Used, yeah, I used to train there when it first went in. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, I told Blake Taylor, the Muay Thai coach at Gracie Raleigh, I was like, hey man, I want to fight. I want to, you know, I want an MMA fight. I think I'm ready. And he was like, okay. And he had you come over. And we he introduced yeah, yeah, me yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, and we worked together. And, <laughs> and I you were, you were like, Who is this fat guy kicking me really hard? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think like anything this. of this guy. This guy was the most <laughs> unassuming guy ever. Like when we paired up together, I was like, What does this guy know no, about fighting? Come know. on now. And then he like kicks me twice. I'm like, Ow, <laughs> that hurt really bad. And he's yeah, like, Show like, me like this cool stuff. I'm like, Okay. Like yeah, these like combinations and you were like, Wait, wait, wait. Stop! What just happened? I was like, "Oh, my who, bad." Who is this man, and why does my leg hurt it's so much? Karate. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just said it's cowboy karate home here, something like that. Like, I, like, well, I don't know. Like, I said something really degenerate or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah. Then um, it was the East Coast boxing, the Friday night sparrings. I think. Yeah. yeah. Blake told me that you were looking for people to spar with your guys that you were taking in WKAs. Yeah. So I went over. And uh, stop dancing. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I this is when I, these were the days where I used to be try to be Dominic Cruz, yeah. and I would like try to move like him and like dance around and all that stuff. And it wasn't really working for me. Uh, you know, it, it actually it hurt me more than anything. <laughs> I would get I get my butt kicked <laughs> all the time because like you know how he moves when he's moving, it's like it, like like his. He has like a plan and his style, like I don't know, his boxing like just mix in so well with his movement, and he's able to hit these angles and get these awkward shots in you and stuff like that. And I didn't have a full understanding. I just saw him move, and I was like, okay, gotta move like that because that's cool. <laughs> but uh, Trevor really helped me. Uh, we instilled uh, moving with a purpose. Yes, moving like with I purpose. Said. He yeah. Trevor really helped me find my uh, style in uh, kickboxing. So. I think I said, hey you. What's your name again? And you're like, oh, it's Evan. You know that. And I was like, good. It's not Dominic Cruz. Stop it. <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. like I used to say like really mean like 
big brotherly like type crapped him, and I was like, "All right." I'll I was like, "This in. jerk." Yeah, this, <laughs> this fat goober. Like, well, I, I can understand you wanted to. You have too many Evans, and so I, I can understand so you being Evans. confused. But, yeah. but is is that where you got the nickname Tiny Dancer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was that was Blake and I talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Blake was like, "I want to call him like Tiny." Like, can you say his nickname is Tiny Dancer? And I was like, "Yeah, totally." And then like I started just calling him Tiny Dancer all the time. So. Yeah, him moving his feet like that. It was too funny. <laughs> so, so far we've talked about um, a couple different elements. You've talked about wrestling a little bit. We've talked about your, your work with Trevor and Muay Thai. I want to talk a little bit about MMA, and it sounds like you worked with Trevor on your first mixed martial arts fight. Is that right? We were working together a little bit. It yeah. was like this... I think it was after that fight, we started working together a lot. Yeah. Is that when that happened? Like, you talked about you wanted to get into a kickboxing match. I can't... I'm dumb. Uh, no... I know we were training I, together before your first MMA fight. Yeah, we I did uh, privates with you. Yeah, and then and we would do the Sunday Fridays. Right, yeah, sun. Yeah, the Sunday uh, sparring uh, sessions. Yeah, uh, I I came to those every week, and I mean like we talked and stuff, but yeah. not a whole lot. Yeah, I didn't have like the coaching like kind of. And like one day you said, "Oh, this is my coach," and I was like, "I am." Well, I guess so. Like it was like before your fight in Raleigh. You're like this is my coach, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I like so. After, yeah. after my first fight, uh, I, sh- I started showing up up more to like the Sunday, yeah, the Sunday sparring days, sessions, yeah. yeah. And then we started to like talk a lot more, and and uh, you know, we've gotten pretty close and stuff yeah, like that. Trained for fights together. Uh, after after my first fight, we did a kickboxing fight, and that's the one we trained yeah, a whole we lot, trained for. A lot for. Yeah, and Dude, okay, uh, that was the most alpha thing I've ever seen. The stage. Oh yeah, we got a funny story right quick. <laughs> so go ahead. Was, okay, all right. I was gonna have you st- say it, but uh, like we're just talking like in the back room, and I forget what you said. And I was like, "Yo, shut up! Like I'm not gonna corner if you think you're gonna like lose or something." And then I was like, "Whose room is this?" And you're like, "I don't. I don't. This is your room. Shut up. Whose ring is that? It's your ring." And like I was saying like stuff like that, and then like we walk out and we're on the stage to walk out from the call's name. They call the they mix up like the order to call out. So your opponent walks up to you on the stage on accident and goes like, "Uh," and I was like, "Evan, it's your stage." And you look at him, and go, "Yeah, homie, it's my stage." Yeah, and yeah. Like, you look dead, like square to your opponent. Oh, dude, I was ready to, to go. Fight. Trevor dude, had me was, amped up, dude, man. It was hilarious. It was the most alpha like Evan ever seen. I was like, "All right, I like this kid a lot." Like, yeah. When I got you in that mindset, I was like, "Yo, Evan, whose stage is this?" And you look right at your opponent who you're about to fight. And he goes, you go, this is my stage. And the guy just turns around and walks off the stage towards the ring. And I was like, yo, this kid's about to get murdered. (laughs) And a minute and so much. Minute 30, man. Yeah, liver kick. Switch kick. Switch kick to the liver, yeah. Dale Fry sits there and just looks at the poor kid on the ground, looks back at me and goes, man, this poor kid ain't getting up. I think he's done. (laughs) Like, dude, it was hilarious. It was glorious. Yeah, it was was awesome. It was amazing. That was earlier this year, right? Yeah, that was uh, February. Gosh, February. Man, dude, this flown by this year. This Holy whole year God. has like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah got to slow down. Getting hit with a liver kick after getting shown up on stage has got to be like <sighs> the worst. Yeah, that kid. <laughs> that kid <laughs> yeah. came out tough though. That kid. Came oh out yeah, he's he came very out durable strong, guy, yeah. man. Very durable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so w- so was that your first MMA fight, or was that your second? No, that was a kickboxing. That was a, that was a kickboxing fight. I did an MMA fight before that, and. Yeah. uh that was when I like I, I sat down and I thought to myself I was like man like I really got to get my stand up up. I thought my stand up was okay, but after that fight, man, I I got hit way too much. I wasn't comfortable, so 
that's when I started seeking help from Trevor. And uh, ever since then, we just been we've been training ever since. Yeah, yeah, we've been on a roll. We've been doing really, really well together. Yeah. So it's yes, it's working. So you made me realize a weird thing because I was like, oh man, wait, this kid's twenty. I'm like ten years older than this kid. Like all of a sudden, like I was realizing, like when my coaches were like ten years older than me, I was like, oh whoa, 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 and I was like, yo, Evan, we might be training together for a long time, homie. Yeah, like, and yeah. no, it'd be really cool if we can like yeah. get on like these big shows and stuff. But we'll see what happens. To, yes, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, I want to talk. You know, when we get about twenty minutes more into the interview, I want to talk about your future goals. For now, let's talk about the way that all the different pieces of your game fit together. It seems like wrestling was your first love. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, yes, most definitely. Yeah. And but you, it seems like you've also started to focus well more on striking over the last. How long would you say that your focus has has shifted to striking? Uh, for about like, I did it on and off for like three years, but like really focusing on my striking past like year and a half or so. Yeah, and so like, and you know, so as the jujitsu guy, I also have to ask about where jujitsu fits in there. I know you've done at least one jujitsu super fight that I saw at the uh, next level fight, cl- uh, or you know, jujitsu match at the next at the next level show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the next level show. Yeah. And you, and you train with uh, you train with Gracie Raleigh. Who yes. Are a lot of killers in that room. A lot of really oh, yeah. tremendous jujitsu practitioners. And so I wonder, like, if you could tell me, like, how does it, so if wrestling's your first love and you've been really focusing on striking over the last year, year and a half, where does jujitsu fit in uh, to your martial arts journey? Um, it, I always make time for jujitsu. Um, what, what I usually do is like, I'll wake up like early in the mornings, uh, five, head over to the gym at six. And like at Gracie Rally, we'll do like a little open mat. Uh, my main training partner who, uh, comes in in the mornings is, uh, this guy, uh, Zach Telford from, uh, um, oh man, evolution. What's that a uh, gym from Wilmington? Is it evolution? Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to train there uh, for a while and then he moved over to Gracie Raleigh when he started going to school at NC state. And then, uh, then later on in the afternoons, I, uh, I do, uh, I take Brandon's class, Brandon's jiu-jitsu class. And then if I have times in the evening, uh, like around like seven or eight, then I'll do an evening class. But usually I'm, I'm teaching, uh, kids classes and uh, fundamental classes at Gracie Raleigh at that time. But uh, usually, like, switches off uh, every other day. So, like, Monday, I'll focus primarily on, like, uh, jiu-jitsu, right, on, like, the ground. And then, like, Tuesday, I'll focus on, like, stand-up. And then, like, you know, Wednesday, it'll be, like, a little bit of both. And then then Thursday, primarily jiu-jitsu again. And then Saturday, I'll take uh, that day off. Or Thursday, Friday, I'll spar at Gracie Raleigh. Uh, Saturday, I'll take that day off. And then Sunday is just all stand up yeah so I, I switch off uh every other day between jujitsu and uh stand up and yeah it's a lot of work but it works for me so it's a crazy schedule <laughs> i know that this is something trevor wanted to ask you about because in addition to training for these high level kickboxing matches you were also training for and competing at some prestigious jujitsu tournaments yeah, the new york open yeah the yeah, IBGF new york open and so I, I guess i have a two-part question and trevor can jump in uh, you know as the answers roll like how do you balance training between these two very different enterprises and was that a situation? And like, and how did that? How do you feel like that worked for you? Did it? Did you feel like you realized your goals? Do you feel like was there anything you would do differently in your preparations for those two tournament two events? I honestly trained for those two tournaments as if I was training for an MMA fight. You know, like how an MMA uh, you have to train ground and you have to train stand up, and that's all I did. I, I like my last uh, MMA camp, or yeah, my last MMA camp. Uh, it was pretty much the schedule I just explained to you, and I just stuck with it. And it's been working, so uh, I don't see why I should change uh, my uh, schedule or anything like that or how, what I do. 
if there is one thing that I could or if there is one thing that I think I should change is probably like sleep. (laughs) I don't get enough sleep. (laughs) And like, I always feel like, I don't know. I always feel sore and like tired. So, and uh, rest days too. I, uh, I have a hard time, uh, taking rest days. I always feel like if I, if I take a rest day, whoever I'm uh, competing against is training on that day and they're getting better than me. And I have to make sure that I work harder than that person. And I have to make sure I have to work harder than everybody else in the room. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's definitely like an ego thing. I don't want to uh, take off, but it's super important. It's just as important as working out. I For think. sure. And right. like, and, the, and I think you identify something crucially important. That is such a delicate balance because you have to outwork the competition. But at the same time, more studies and research are coming out about how important sleep is, how about how important a recovery day is. And one thing I want to do, uh, we talked with Cody Malte about getting in about doing a show simply about personal training and preparation from a physical perspective and getting some of the local trainers like John Pappas, getting like maybe Hamid Sanders, and get in to have like a roundtable about like, all right, guys, we know we want to outwork our opponents, but we also know we want to be fresh. We want to avoid injury. We want to, and and so, so how, how is it, how, how best to optimize that? I mean, you know, Trevor, I know you're not a personal trainer, but what what are your thoughts on that? I I do have personal trained clients. I'm not like the science behind it. I'm just like, this make me Mongo smash. You do this, grr. Like that's how I treat my workouts for my clients. But um, no, I think it, it kind of depends on the person. Like me, physically, I don't think I was a very durable person. Like I got, I was very injury prone. Then I have kids here, like Evan, where I'm just like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "I'm fine, Dad." Gosh, like I'll <laughs> like take like a nasty spill, and I'm like, "Are you injured?" And you're like, "Nah, I'm good, bro." Like I think it's just like the person. It really is. Like where you have Evan here. Who goes through like jujitsu strenuous, Muay Thai strenuous, going through tough camps at the same time? Huh? Like I don't even want to think about that, man. I'm lazy. <laughs> but then like and like you came out pretty much like unscathed, like no, like the usual soreness and stiffness. Yeah, but like you didn't I didn't feel hurt at all. Yeah, exactly. Or like that. Where no. then you have people like our homie Adley, like. Oh, Former yeah. NCAA All-American. Like, he's one of his training partners. He's one of the guys that uh, I'm coaching at Forge Fitness and Carry. Like, this dude's had, like, three shoulder surgeries, two knee surgeries. Like, this dude's always getting hurt. Yeah. And it's over, like, small stuff. And I think it really is just, like, the person. Like, that perfect combination. <laughs> like, that perfect storm, you could kind of say. Yeah, it definitely does vary from person to person. And I'm thinking about this. And it changes as you get older, right? Uh, it's different yeah. at 20 than it is at uh, over 40. Like, uh, I mean, and I- he also, with kids like Evan, he doesn't party. He eats clean. Good for you. Like he reads. He yeah. keeps his brain fresh. Like he keeps his body fresh. Like that that's a big thing. When I was his age, I was playing a game called Put All the Booze in the Mouth and like, <laughs> oh, I can eat a pizza then go train. I know like, that game. That was like <laughs> uh, yeah. I think really is it's just like how you start out. Right? I and you know, I I think that's crucial and I'm yeah. so glad you brought it up because like if I you know, and I've never been a, a hu- you know, I've never been huge into partying, but like I, I mean, okay, that just lied, you but uh, a liar. No, I, I'm a liar and a cheat. But yeah. but like, if I could tell 20 year old Jeff anything, it would be to take nutrition seriously sooner. And like, all, and and I think that people like you, Evan, are really fortunate to be living in a time where there's more good information about nutrition available than ever. There's more good research. And there's more, and there's more opportunity to like to access high quality food, high quality supplements. And so, good for you for taking that seriously. Yeah, and the only reason why like I am the way I am now is because wrestling man yeah, uh, my coaches t- yeah like Dude. all my coaches uh. taught me <laughs> how to work hard how to be disciplined and right nutrition it makes a huge difference it makes a huge difference in your performance mm-hmm. and uh, also just 
the way you feel in general, man. Yeah, like, I'll I always feel, ask you, hey, how feel, do you feel today? Like, if you ever tell me, like, you're tired, all right, cool, take the day off. Like, go swimming or yeah, something. It's yeah. always like, yeah, you have to have the fighters, like, it's like people like with Evan, like, that work ethic is amazing to have because it makes mm-hmm. me feel tired just watching him work. But then it's also he knows how to listen to his body, which is even better. It's like, hey, coach, I'm banged up today. Like, I'm feeling stiff. What should I do? Go swim, like, and just call it a day. Okay. Yeah, and it, and it, it, do, it makes a difference in, like, how I feel mentally, too. Like, right now I've been eating, like, garbage, and I'm a little foggy right now. <laughs> but you're, when I start, when I pick it back up. you two hellacious camps. Yeah, and when I pick, yeah, no, I just wanted to treat myself this week, ice cream, yeah. pizza, all the above, you know. And it's, it's good to do that every once in a while. But, uh, you know, the more, the longer I go about these camps and, like, eat, you know, taking in the right nutrition and all that stuff, the less I even want to indulge in, like, bad food. Because I don't want to give up, like, you know, being sharp all the time. And, uh, yeah, so it's like I notice a difference, like, how I feel mentally. Like, when I'm eating, I uh, when I eat clean, I feel a lot more sharper. I can think quicker on my feet and all that stuff. So The point about that I want to lift up is that, yeah, good habits beget good habits. And, like, it's easy to get, you know, and the, the discipline that you mentioned from wrestling, but also just life habits generally is if you're in a routine that's a positive and healthy routine, that sort of engenders other positive, healthy behaviors. You go and train hard and you feel great because you get that endorphin rush. You feel like, oh, I just got better. Now exactly. I want to go drink some water, eat some good food, get up and train the next day. As opposed to like, you know, if, and I, and this this only gets more important as you get older because like I, I get, you know, I hired a personal trainer and a nutritionist uh, that just kept on a really regimented diet and felt amazing. Then after I was done competing, you know, you'd go and th- like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have a, you know, have some ice cream, have a couple of beers tonight. And then you wake up the next morning and you don't feel as exactly. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't feel like, ah, let's fired up to go train. Yeah. And so, you know, which is not to say that you have to live like a monk all the time because I do think balance is important. Oh, no, like, most definitely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so good for you for recognizing you both sides. Now and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had our fun after the fights because yeah. you guys deserved it. Yeah, like, yeah no, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about those fights. And like, so... You had two fights to win the IKF World Championship. Um, let's th- let, can we just go through both fights in order, like how those happened, and then we can talk yeah, about it? Yeah, man. I'll do my best to tell you, uh, honestly, what I'm fighting, it's like a blur. Like, it's like I don't even, like, notice, like, this body in front of me. I'm just moving. Like, I don't – like, I, it's like I don't know what it is exactly. As soon as, like, the bell rings and I get hit, <laughs> I just move. Um, let so the, Let the drills do the work. Yeah. Uh, the first match – or the first fight, uh, I went up against like some American top team guy. Uh, he came out real strong, punches down the middle, boom, and I remember boom, getting boom. yeah, I remember getting drilled in the face a whole bunch. <laughs> you gave me this look, and <laughs> I was like, I was very like, I wasn't frustrated. I think I was more like scared than anything. I was like, oh my god, like this guy's trying to kill me right now. I've never experienced anything like this before. That pressure. I never yeah. felt yeah, I never you felt this that, pressure yeah. that he put on me before. So and I didn't know how to react. Uh, well, it reminded me of like your first MMA fight. Yeah, that dude blasted out the middle, and you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I just need that space for me to like find my momentum and uh, get things rolling. But like, if somebody pressures me like hard right off the bat, it takes a while for me to adjust. Uh, so, yeah, that was like the first. No, actually, that was the first couple of seconds of the fight, and then I think uh, later on through that round, I started to uh, uh, I weathered the storm. Uh, I'm not too sure what exactly happened. You, Couple uh, check hooks he, here and there. I remember he ran down the middle, boom, 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 boom. You immediately tied up when you hit the ropes. 
Yeah, tied up with him. And when they broke, I remember you gave me this look of like, what just happened? I was like, go. Like, just, you know what to do. Or I yelled something and you yeah. went, like, I saw something click and you were like, oh yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I remember this moment where I, he had me up against this corner and I looked at Trevor and I was like, man, like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, dude, this sucks. I don't even want to fight anymore right now. Yeah. And I look at Trevor and Trevor looks at me. And, like, I don't know exactly. It was a we, weird moment. It was a weird moment. We make eye contact, and I'm just like, okay, game on. Let's game go. On. Like, yeah, I gave you this look of, like, dude, you've got this. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the f- the second and the third round, um, every time the guy uh, came straight hard down the middle, I would clinch up, throw knees, break off, uh, land in some good combinations. Yeah, you listen. Uh, uh, it's also, like, every time I tell you to do something in a fight, you do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, everything he yelled at yelled out I did. Uh so if you had to assign a song, like let's say there was a movie of this fight and you're in the moment you just described where Trevor and Evan's eyes meet and it's like, All right, it's on, it's time to do this, what would the Lady song the be that plays? Yeah. No. <laughs> Lady. I, was, I, was, I was thinking more like Hearts on Fire, but yeah, no, <laughs> you know I guess you like I don't know, think like some like Rocky montage or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Like it was pretty cool. Like like get up, you saw <laughs> It's over, Rock. <laughs> it's not over, Rocky. Get out, get out. It's a pretty cool moment, but it was like we had that moment, like the first round, and you're like, "Yeah, I got this." Like, yeah, the, you found the your first fight was a little. It's hard for me to remember. Like I said, it was it was no, such you, a blur, and everything happened so fast. It's funny you say that because we even talked after the fight, and you said, "Yeah, I don't think I could really hear you during the fight," and I was like, "No, every time I yelled something, you did it." Like yeah. it was weird, and then um, you found your push kicks. It was the knees down the middle. Like, I tell you guys, break down the body. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't worry about these guys' hands. Like, break down. The, like, it's, I tell all my guys, break down the body. Like, kept the, the com- combos real basic. One, two, switch kick. It. Yeah. And yeah. when you say break Deeps. down the body, you're talking about knees down the middle. You're no, talking was, about uh, with kicks, this or? with your first fight, man. You when you tied up, it was like those knees down the middle, like those spear knees. We always work, and that that turned the tide a bit. But the second round into the first round. And the second round, I remember, it was your push kick game that we drew. Yeah, yeah, keeping like, that we, distance. We, we drilled a lot, like, about guys. Because we talked about, like, his issues sometimes. Like, the guys come out the middle, boom, boom. How do I counter? How do I react? And, like, we were drilling. Like, we worked on your push kicks a lot. And I saw you land. I saw, like, these toes dig in the guy's, like, like stomach, his liver. And I tell you, like, it, you landed that same spot. Like, I, you aim for the belly button. You're going to hit liver or uh, the... Stir- solar sternum, plexus, sternum, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. And you just broke the dude's body down, yeah. I, I can't preach that enough. Like anybody can take a like, not everybody can take a punch, but some people can take beatings to the head. They keep their hands up. So there's a lot of other stuff to hit. Explain the importance. Explain what body strikes for those of the listeners that like. You know, I think a lot of folks that are uneducated about kickboxing or yeah. striking generally assume getting hit in the face is the worst thing. Maybe each of you guys could talk about, like, what, no. what, what is breaking, yeah. what is hitting people into the body? Uh, like, what does that do I for you? I think what it does yeah. is, like, when you work the body a whole lot, it's harder to breathe, yeah. and your muscles can't take in all this oxygen. They, your muscles can't get enough oxygen, so your body's not able to work as well as it did, or it's not as fresh as it was when the fight first started. And if you just, like, if it's just constant, like, breaking down of the body... Your body gets even tired. You can't move as well. It's a crazy thing to describe, man. You like can't execute shots. the things you yeah. want to execute. Yeah, it's it's like that that liver when you start cracking. People are like, oh, body shots, those don't do anything. And I'm like, dog, really? Like, you get hit in the liver, man. Like, I don't know what enzyme it is that releases, but like your body, like it's like, it's like being paralyzed, man. It's a yeah. crazy. Awful I don't know experience. what. Yeah, it's like 
It's There's weird. some science there, but all, all I know is that it hurt real bad. You got to go punch <laughs> it. Like <laughs> you hit it like the thing at the fair. You hit it as hard as you can. Like, um, no, like no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I think that's a great. But it is like I tell people, it's like all the training camps for the Evans, uh, Jason, you. I tell the guys, don't worry about the head. Don't head hunt. Like if you break down that body and you see them get weak, that head opens up. Exactly. When that person's body is weak and they're mentally breaking down and their hands get away from that head, it's real easy to sit there and touch, touch. And, and all that's of a sudden, exactly, like, they break down. That's exactly what I noticed in the first, uh, my first fight. I started working the body, and then I started coming up with kicks to the head. That was, was that your first fight, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Your I, second fight was a work of art. <laughs> yeah. That was dope. We'll talk about that second fight when we get into the MMA section. In, in, but, but to continue with the IKF stuff, so you won that first fight by decision, yeah. or did you end up teaching? Unanimous decision. Yeah. Unanimous decision. And you needed that experience in the ring, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Your some set, your some guys are going to come out like cavemen sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and your, your second fight was uh, textbook. It was everything we talked about. Because you fought Saturday, then you fought Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And we, we put a game plan in place about... Uh, yeah. So, so okay. before we get into the, the material of the second fight, I do I want to talk about that night before, because you've had one fight, then you guys go back and you put together a game plan. I'm curious about how that goes down. Like, what did you guys talk about in terms of game planning for the fight? And, and, and Evan, maybe you could chime in with, like, I... I with what it's like to fight two times in two days in an experience like that. So how do, so coach first? Coach, well, coach like, it's like I tell the guys, and it's like we had that conversation when you called me when I was in Florida. I, as my job as a coach, it's like jiu-jitsu coaches do the same thing. I have to give these kids as many tools as possible. They, like, you have to give them, you have to let them know every scenario that's going to happen. You have to let them know there's always an option to do something if it goes south. Like fights like this, you don't have tape. You know, it's like your first fight. You let you did everything we drilled before. Like there were so many tools you had that kid didn't have, and you just let your tools do the work. Like well, I mean, you're kind of a mechanic, you know. I gave you tools, you have to use it. Like that's it, and that's what happens. Like he was like, okay, this guy's blasting in the middle. What does Trevor make me do if guys blast down the middle? Push kicks, tie up, clinch, knees, boom. And so winner, winner, chicken dinner. So the so the Saturday night, did you go over like, okay, Evan, this is what the yeah, first fight was like we got in the to first see fight. His next opponent fight yeah. while you were getting ready. Some kid from Mexico had a mullet. Props to him for that. Dude, like, yeah. really good box. Like, Warrior mullet. Real, real good boxing. Oh, my boxing. God, this guy's like, boxing dude, was so we were slick. sitting there going, like, I'm like, yo, Evan, this guy's boxing is real good. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you have to go fight this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Evan's like, oh, thanks, God. All right, I, I saw, the, I saw the guy knock out his uh, first opponent dude, in, like, yeah. 30 seconds. I was like, fuck. Oh, oh Excuse me. Mm. Fudge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's, it's okay. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't excuse it, no. me. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> we almost CJ Murdoch to that. Yeah, um, almost CJ did. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I saw him. I saw. The, I saw my uh, second opponent knock out his first opponent in thirty seconds, and I was like, oh, "Why like, do great. I have to do this? Like, so, like, yeah, I'm like, what? this guy is gonna knock me out now. <laughs> like, I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to make a, a short film about this, where where I, I don't know, where I have somebody play you guys, and like we have Trevor watching this boxer and be like, "Man, I pity that guy's next opponent, or oh, the poor oh, fool that's got." Oh. That's yeah. <laughs> but no, it was um, but like in just that thirty seconds, I saw enough that I had to see, like, the kid had great hands, but anyone that boxes, like we talked about, like the stances and stuff like that, they get bladed, right? That lead leg kind of creeps forward, and you drop your defense for kicks out the window. I was like, Evan, we're not gonna box. Like every time he touches you, you double up those leg kicks, boom, 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 and then um, that was about it. Like we were talking about like finding the clinch off that, and then uh, what was the game plan? I told you. So what you I told forgot. me was no, yeah. exactly what you yeah. said. Uh, don't box with him. 
uh, fire those leg kicks, right? Uh, also, uh, clinch up because he's a boxer. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't yeah, know how I to clinch you, up. So the, the go ahead, go for I that saw clinch. Him get tied up. He was clueless in the clinch, and I was like, "Yo, we got this." Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I was like, Evan, I'm telling you right now, we got this. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's fine. We got and, this. Uh, I remember drilling with you, uh, yeah, double, doubling up on those kicks, firing one, two, yeah. kick, and then oh, fire really, another yeah. one. Yeah. So how are you feeling? So so I want to I want I want to I want you to walk us through how that second fight went. But first, like we just talked about, you game planning for that fight the night before. How were you feeling physically the night before? Like after you had one fight that went the distance, were you feeling all right? Were you feeling beat up? Were you feeling confident? Oh no, I, I felt I felt good. I felt uh, my body felt good. I felt relaxed uh, mentally. I was clear. Um, and I think that was only because I trained so hard for this tournament. And this guy put me like through these grueling workouts, like you hated me so where I much. did it. Like by the end of the workout, I didn't even want to be alive at the moment. <laughs> I was just like, Oh God, like this, this sucks. Um, but, uh, I felt good. And, uh, that was only because like I trained hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would train like what, like six minute rounds. Yeah. We do like three rounds for no, six your, minutes. Your, yeah, your conditioning rounds were six minutes long, as like, opposed to the fight rounds, which are three minutes, right? Uh, well, no, these are so these were two kickboxing is three two minute rounds, and I was like, yeah. "You have no business fighting if you can't push for." It's like in like wrestling. What do you do? You train like wrestling is what? It's seven. It's a six minutes. Six minutes. Six minute. You'll match. drill for six minutes. Yeah, like straight. Don't worry about breaks. Like if you really have to take a break, get out. Yeah, like, so and, and like I was treating you like Stan Chambers, <laughs> to be honest. Like yeah, no, no, no he, was, he was. Like, he was very hard on me, and I, I, I really appreciate the fact that he was very hard on me mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for him being hard on me, then I probably wouldn't have the conditioning to go uh, fight again the next day. Because your fight, your output, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was crazy. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, I felt, I felt good. I felt fine. Um, so what, walk us through the second fight, uh, and uh, what, walk, how how did it go, and and walk us through the outcome. His boxing was real, real good. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy uh, did manage to land a couple nice, clean shots on me uh, the first round. round. Yeah. yeah, and I remember uh, going into the first round, I was like, "All right, kick the head, kick the head, kick the head, or not kick the head. I'm sorry, kick the, kick the leg, leg kick yeah. the leg, kick the leg. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, yeah, kick the leg, and I, I just." Even though like he, he landed was a couple catching uh, he, you off the leg kick. He was he was you were, catching me you were off the leg kick. yourself kicks. up a little bit and I was like tighten those up. What do we do? And you were like, "Oh yeah, I was dropping my hands on the kicks." Yeah. yeah. And uh the first round, every time I threw a leg kick, he would return with his own combination or he would get a combination off first and then I would turn with a leg kick and then he would return with yeah. his own combo. Uh second round, I was actually able to land a couple uh shots on him in, in terms of boxing. I was a- able to let my hands go a little bit more yeah, and uh, uh, land some leg, clean stuff leg, and yeah. and still fire uh, on that yeah, kick chop that leg away. He couldn't move on it. And I then remember. uh I remember landing uh like one or two body kicks that hurt him and then uh I started getting in some good head kicks. It was uh, going to that third round. I was like, "Give me one good leg kick, and then fake that hip, and then go up top, see where it goes." Or yeah, something like that. dude, you landed some mean head kicks. Yeah, I, I landed so some mean. some nice stuff. And I honestly, there's this one time where I think I I threw like a Superman punch, and I kicked him in he the head. Threw at the ten second <laughs> timer. He threw a Superman punch, landed, and then threw a head kick right off of it, and like the whole place went nuts. There's like a couple hundred people going like they were all watching his fight. Like it was nuts, and I knew it hurt him. I can see it hurt him, but he was still sitting up, and I was like, "He was Mexican. God, dude!" Like, I was like, "How's this guy like still alive right now?" I just like kicked him in the head like 
a bunch of times, like so many times, yeah. as hard as I could, and he's still standing. Yes. And maybe like this, maybe this, I got weak legs or something. No, I don't know. Your, your legs hurt. Some guys, some like, guys just have a chin. It, you know? and, and like, yeah, I hate saying stuff like this, but it's like it's hard to knock out Russians and Mexicans. Like, oh, I don't want to sound racist. I know I'm not, but like, no, it's but it true. really is. Like, there's some though, of the yeah. toughest people. Like, this kid was from Mexico. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude. Don't try to knock this kid out. Like, Mexico, Mexico yeah. does have a rich boxing tradition, I know. Yeah, and so, very tenacious like, people, Chavez, man. Like, some like the toughest boxers have come out of Mexico, man. Like, I know someone's going to be like, oh, that guy. It's okay. My dad's from Puerto Rico. I can say it. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> Moving right along. So they're, they're very talented people, and they do work really hard. And They're tough. Like, they're tough. Yeah. They're tough. They're tough to put away. So, yeah. yeah no. So this, uh, like, so Jeff is like, why are you back in studio, Trevor? Go away. <laughs> no, I love you, Trevor. So, th- th- so this was the fact that this was the world championship. Uh, I have a two-part question about that. Did like so the night before you have a title fight essentially, and I'm wondering if that played in if you had if that affected you mentally, and what does that mean to you to have that title? Like does it does or do, do you even think about stuff like that at this point? I uh, so it didn't really uh, occur to me that I was fighting for the title the night before. I was just like oh, I just have another fight, and I just treated it like another fight. And I was, the the biggest thing for me is like I used to get all like worked up and like nervous, and I would try to like be angry right before my fights and stuff like that, and it never really worked for me. I never got good results from it. Yeah, I teach uh, you how to relax. Yeah, so the biggest thing was just staying relaxed. Not don't even look at it like it was a the championship conversation fight. We had watching the fights before, like the the UFC fights that night. We're in the hotel room, and you're like, "Man, I want to be a champion one day." And I was like, "Yo, tomorrow." And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, and I forgot. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I legitimately like forgot that I was fighting for a championship. We're watching, uh, yeah, uh, yeah we're UFC watching fight. Like, yeah. I was like, man, I wish I could be a, a, a like a world champion someday. And uh, Trevor was like, uh, yeah, dude, tomorrow. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, oh yeah, 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 cool. yeah, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. So let's use that as a springboard to talk about your goals. I mean, I know you've had you have two MMA fights. Is that right? I have two MMA fights, and then I have. Like four kickboxing fights. No, yeah. Yeah, no. So where do you see your goals in the martial arts taking you? Are you going to focus more on MMA? Are you going to – like when you say, I would love to be a champion one day, do you see like it, your personal goals? Is that something like I want to be a champion in MMA, I want to be a champ- champion in kickboxing, I want to be a champion in jiu-jitsu, is a little of each? What is the most important goal to you? No, uh, those are actually all – those are my goals. Uh I like to fight professionally and see how far I can take it. Um, so my goals are for M- M- I, primarily I want to be an MMA fighter. Uh, I'm taking kickboxing fights and doing all these jujitsu competitions just to uh, uh, sharpen the tools, sharpen the tools, learn things, uh, just to get better. Uh, you know, in between MMA camps and stuff like that. And I, I want to each each time I fight in the in the cage, I want to come out looking like a totally different fighter than I was the last time. All right, that's like I want to improve great amounts, and and by the time I'm ready to become a professional fighter, I don't want to be some. Um, I don't, I don't want to be mediocre, I guess, or I don't want to be at like the low end of professional fighting as in terms of like skill. I want to be a legit professional fighter. Like by the time I'm done being an amateur, I want to come out and I want to start competing with like the best professional fighters you know, in the area, in the East Coast, and start working my way up. So that's why I'm doing these kickboxing and these jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff like that uh, in between MMA camps. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to uh, – I would like uh, – I'd like to win, you know, a couple titles and uh, at least 
two titles in the amateur uh, in amateur MMA. Uh, same thing with uh, kickboxing, and I would also like to win uh, IBGJF tournament too. Uh, I I, be- I definitely believe I can do it. I believe in myself. And uh, this last this last time I went to uh, New York, the New York Open, I placed third out of uh, forty people. And I was like thinking back uh, at my matches, and I was like, especially the one I lost, I definitely knew that I can beat him. I just got, I just let myself. I just got the better of myself. I got frustrated and stuff like that, and he ended up uh, sweeping me, getting his two points at the very last couple seconds. But uh. I, I definitely believe I can do it, and uh, I believe I can do it a couple times too, not just once or, or twice, uh, a whole lot more. So, yeah, those so, are uh, those are my goals. So if I'm hearing you right, you're setting very ambitious goals for each individual martial discipline, but primarily you want to be a professional MMA fighter. Yes, yes, and all the stuff that I'm doing is just for MMA too, yeah. And I'm always telling you, just don't think about that. Like, just think about what's next. Yeah, yeah just take it uh, one at a time. Yeah, a lot of people can say that they're going to be a pro MMA fighter, but it's that work that it takes to get there. Or like, you know, we have to sharpen your tools next before you do your next thing. Like, that's really it. So. Especially if your goals are not to be, you know, n- not to be at the low end of the spectrum. Like, anyone can be an amateur MMA fighter. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, you're right. And 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 but but so you ha- you have. Um, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Did you have something that you wanted to follow up on? No, I think you're told. Anybody can be uh, an amateur MMA fighter and be okay. Uh, but but your goals are much more ambitious. You're yeah. I want to be like I want to be legit, man. <laughs> like you know, I want to be able to compete with like the best people in the world. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. We've already gotten some pretty good nods from some pretty high up people so far. Yeah. So like Hoist was like, man, it's striking real, real good. And I was oh. like, yo, what? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Like you're fighting like Raleigh. Like, yeah. Like, like when Hoist Grace says, that's real good. So you, yeah, like so you got to fight in front of Hoist. Got to fight in front of like what? What Don would you? Wilson, like Don the Dragon. You got yeah. offered to fight in China next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that actually. <laughs> oh yeah, nice, sweet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're just doing stuff. We're just doing pro stuff. That's it. Well, of all the of all the accomplishments so far, or at least, or maybe not even. And I don't want you to think in terms of just prestige here. What's what's your favorite moment from all of your your fights? You know, both kickboxing, jujitsu, and, and and MMA so far. Do you have like a favorite moment that leaps out at you? That, like that was really cool. Whether it be fighting in front of Hoist Gracie, winning the world championship, uh, do, does, is there one that jumps out at you? Uh, training with Jason Wingate. Yeah, actually, that that's actually pretty cool. A uh, ton of fun moments uh, when I train with uh, Jason Wingate, but. Uh, to be honest with you, no. I, I don't have a favorite moment. I, I don't think I've got that moment yet. And uh, for me, it's like I'm never really happy with my performances. I always like uh, – there's always like something that I have could have done. And that's like – I mean, ask any f- fighter, of course. Yeah, they're always going to say that. But uh, I truly – like I'm not – I'm not going to say that I'm not happy with like my f- performances, but I'm not satisfied. Never. And it's all about finding that like – or. Per, uh, be able, being able to uh, go out and execute a perfect game plan, uh, finding that perfect performance, and that's I guess what I'm sort of like chasing right now. It's funny, you moment. know. Yeah, I want that like highlight, like real uh, moment, and I haven't gotten it yet. I don't think I've gotten it yet. So, uh, yeah, hopefully sometime in the near future. <laughs> it's funny whenever you talk about really competitive people with ambitious goals, whether you're talking about fighters or poker players or you know I, I just talked to a friend from college debate nobody can ever tell you their best moment but 
But if you ask, what are some things you've done wrong? Every one of them. Oh, can yeah. Give you like, oh man, there Most was definitely. The, yeah. yeah. You start talking about your best moment, it means you're kind of done, in my opinion. If all you talk about is like your one best moment, then I'm like, oh, why? I mean, like, you're what, saying like, you've what, peaked like, already. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, hey, cool, you just peaked. And like the attitude like that, where it's like, I haven't had my best moment yet. Like, if all you talk about is like, oh, I can't shit, what's up? Then I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, there's someone next to you that might try to take your head off. Like, you know, your best moment. And it's like, right, you know, your best moment hasn't come yet. You can talk about your best moment when you hang up the gloves. So know? let's talk about moments to come then. So do you have another MMA fight scheduled? Uh, tattoos. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a, another MMA fight coming up. Um, what's on the horizon oh, for I think, you? I think uh, Beach. Myrtle uh, Beach. I'm gonna do the uh, yeah. I'm gonna do another kickboxing tournament, the IKF uh, East Coast uh, Classic. East Coast Classic, yeah, and that'll be cool. And then I also want to do the uh, IBJJF in uh, Charlotte. And then after that, I'm not too sure. Right now, I'm. I, think uh, I told you guys, please, for the love of God, take November and December off so I can take a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told uh, maybe I, the guys that are fighting. I'm like, guys. Like, I'm at a. I'm at a like crossroads path where I gotta. Fine. There are a couple of complications in my life right now, uh, and what it is, it's school and fighting. It's hard to balance both, especially when you're working full time, you're training full time, you're teaching, and then you're going to school. And right now, it's it's it, this past couple semesters, it's been a real struggle to uh, get get things done for school and complete tasks. So I think what I'm gonna do uh, after this. Uh, kickboxing tournament and you know jiu-jitsu tournament i think i'm gonna take a year off and just focus on school get it out of the way get my degree and then pick it right back up i was talking to somebody uh earlier actually the past couple weeks and they were telling me people who train three days a week and people who train like six seven days a week or every day progress at the same level it doesn't matter like how much or how hard you train or stuff. Yeah, you may be if you train more, you get uh, better conditioning and stuff like that. But as far as like uh, mental capacity and how much information you're able to take up, it's almost even. Mm-hmm. And I've actually I've noticed like thinking about it and like thinking back, there are people at you know Gracie Raleigh and stuff. They've improved so much and they don't train as much as I do. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's a big difference between training for competition and training to get better. And also, like, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah, like, like training for competition. You have to put yourself in a stalemate for like six to eight weeks of that camp. Like you're not going to learn anything new. You have you sharpen what you already have. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Like and that's what of, I've been you, doing. You yeah, take away time from that's what I've been doing. Like, yeah, since the moment I started, since the day I walked in Gracie Raleigh, that's what I've been doing. Completely, and uh, yeah. I have gotten better. I've I've grown so much. But uh, it's like I told you, like you'll get better, and then you start camp. Like, yeah, we we get new tools. And then we sharpen during camp. Like no, yeah, it. exactly. Like, yeah. And uh, and they were. I was talking to this person, and they were saying like, "Listen, I'm an artist, right? I've been involved with art my entire life. However, so this guy, his name is Mike Pond, right? Hung out with him at uh, New York, and uh, he he's an art. He's a a designer, um, he, architect." designer designs furniture and stuff like that and he's been saying like i've always wanted to do this my entire life all right however you know because of you know life happens i haven't been able to do what i've wanted to do my entire life so what he did was he got involved in like carpentry and stuff like that and started like building houses and construction and all that 
But however, he like still kept like architecture here in the back of his mind. And he said that no matter like how um, far off he got from it, whenever he came back up, he picked it right back up. And it's just because it's something that's within him. He's an artist. That's who he is. And he was saying, like, that's the same thing with you, dude. You're a fighter. That's, whole, that's whole, like, what you're going to be for the rest of your life. So don't even worry. And I told him what I'm afraid of is taking time off to go to school and then not improving during that time and then having, you know, running into people who are better than me that I know that if I had trained all this time while I was in school, I could have beaten them and stuff like that. And he's like, no, dude, like, stop. That's not, like, how to think. He's like, dude, like you're a fighter. That's who you're always going to be. No matter how far off you go from it, you're always going to pick it right back up as soon as you uh, come back to it. And Yeah, just because you're not fighting doesn't mean you're not training. Exactly. And yeah. and he said, like, I don't necessarily have to stop training. I can train, like, you know, here or there, like three days a week or two days a week, but primarily focused on school. And I thought that was a good point. So I yeah. think I'm going to take that advice, I th- you know, get school out of the way. I know it's really important to do school, and without a degree, you, you, just, you won't be able to do anything with your life. Yeah. And uh, just in case. Muay Thai coach. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like, the great thing about getting a degree out of the way at a young age is, like, then you have that, and you always have that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, uh, and you know, you can fight for the rest of your life, and you'll always have that, and I think that's a... Something cool to fall back. Yeah, it's something to fall back on just in case fighting doesn't work. So, yeah, so in that's the, where it, I'm at. So, uh, Evan, it, like, I've had a blast talking to you. Is In the few minutes we have left, is there anything that I haven't asked about or that Trevor hasn't asked about that you uh, that you want to make sure people know about you? Uh, he's a Sagittarius. I like The Cure. He likes uh, Morrissey's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, he's single. Uh, my favorite movies or my favorite genre movies are indie kind of movies. For anyone that doesn't know it, Evan is super hipster. I'm a super hipster, guys. <laughs> like, deal with and it. And I fight, so what's up? <laughs> no. Uh, he has good haircuts. I really don't have anything else to say. <laughs> well, well, thanks Ev- for having me on the show. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Evan Arredondo was a blue belt at Gracie Raleigh, recent IKF world champion. He has more kickboxing coming up, and uh, uh, we would like to and we'd like to thank you for coming in, Evan. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, real fun. Thank you. Well, guys, that's the show this week. If you please let us know what you thought, um, our email is cagesidewhoop at gmail.com. We have uh, cageside, uh, we have at cagesidewhoop on Twitter and Instagram. You can always get at us on Cageside Radio. If you liked what you heard, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you and uh, please let us know who you would like to hear on the show. Let me in the few minutes we have left. Uh, just promote some of our upcoming shows. Again, we're going to have Bryce Mahoney in studio August 28th, Valerie Worthington August 14th, Daniel Branch August 7th, and I'm very excited about all those interviews. Trevor, oh, yeah. do you have anything you want to add? feels cool being back in studio. <laughs> it's good to have you back in studio, and believe me, and, and many of you know this, but I'll say it anyway, I've been out in North Carolina for about two and a half, three months. It's so good to be home, guys. It's so good uh, yes. to just see people and talk to folks and be back in studio. And um, thank you all for listening. I am Jeff Shaw. This is the Cage Side Concussion Cast, and we will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.